Hey everybody, welcome to episode 59 probably of Tactical Crouch or a competitive Overwatch podcast and uh, we did two game nights last week. A ton of fun. Out of all of us, I think Joe's the worst at Quiplash. Yeah, I'm the worst. That tends to happen when one basically only spends 25% of that one brain cell on that no, game that's, that's while the doodling trick. on the That's the trick. You have to kind of like communicate, not on a high level, but on a very base general level to try and get as many votes as possible. That's true. So you don't want to because... overthink it. You want to simplify everything. So it's just whatever first comes to you, you put it down. As long as it's not Twitch TOS, you're good. Makes perfect sense because all the crouches that were there uh, shared one brain cell for their humor. So yeah. just because no one voted for you either and I won, <laughs> won multiple games both nights no you two. were actually good at it i i i'm i don't have any beef with that or with mate's humor winning just you, you remember for instance like the um the invisible laundry not getting any votes like that's just sad yeah invisible laundry was funny yeah i get what you're saying inside jokes be there do you know how you can be at our game nights? Anybody can join our game nights, but our patrons and our Twitch subs get guaranteed placements in those game nights. And they're a lot of fun. We played some other Overwatch games, too. I really like the Roadhog Globe one. Or no, Reinhardt mm. Globe one. Where right you're out. like bouncing yeah. on a ball, all of you, and you're just swinging at each other. That one was fun. And Joe is just crouching at the bottom, hoping nobody notices. Never won a game. Nope. Never won a game. I enjoyed my, my t myself, though. I quite, quite <laughs> enjoyed true. that. It was just like, eventually we had to gang up on Joe. Yeah, I don't know why. Played some hide and seek. It was just a really good time. That's patreon.com slash tactical crouch or twitch.tv slash kick tripod. Ton of fun. Ton of fun. Definitely come. We'll do, uh, we're, we're done for October and September. But we're going to be doing uh, game nights in November. So come hang out for those. Other than that, we've got a lot to talk about this week. We really do. And so let's do that now. And the big thing, the big thing to probably talk about that's probably as far away from competitive Overwatch as we'll ever, devi ever deviate is BlizzCon, right? So we've got BlizzCon this next week. It's been a heck of a year for Blizzard, I think, just in general. They've had a tough one. But in this past week, we've gotten some rumors coming up for Overwatch and the future of the game. Saw some leaked Overwatch 2 logos and artwork and details, as well as a new hero named Echo, who looks like uh, if you combine Eve from Wally -E and the robots from Portal, hmm. that's Echo. Yep. It's basically That makes it. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, I don't think we're going to spend too much time speculating on that. 
But I do want to talk a little bit about this Overwatch 2 rumor. There's a lot of rumors going around. Some people are saying it's PvE only, and then other people are saying it's it's a totally redesign of the game, the fundamentals of where we are. You're all they, they're those are both wrong, right? Those Yeah, I think are they? Nobody knows. I think the 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 thing that was actually reported and also, do we I believe that? I don't then know. Supported by, so okay. What happened is basically Slasher put a bunch of stuff out there. Then what usually happens when stuff is incorrect is people that actually know come back to him, and then he has to delete tweets and whatever sticks sticks, in my mm-hmm. estimation. And what stuck is not the name and what we can expect, and I think that will actually be. Um, a thing is that we're going to see a new map type mm-hmm. called push i think that's very likely to happen on and overwatch as a pva game because um the the talent trees and whatnot i think that would be a lot of effort to fake those uh also the graphics we've seen so um i think those we can reasonably be confident about that this has something to do with what, what we're going to get at yeah blizzcon mm-hmm. Uh, great question in chat. Will I need the vir- virtual ticket to see the Overwatch announcement? So usually the, and this could be different this year, I haven't verified it, but usually the opening ceremony is free to watch. And then the actual, and the esports events are also free to watch, and they're on Twitch and wherever else. And then it's usually the individual panels and, of course, like the digital goodies that you need the virtual ticket for. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so th- there's, there is that. Um, I, I, I hate, I hate the fact. So, there's been a lot of discussion about the name Overwatch Two, and if Overwatch League Season Three is played on Overwatch One or Overwatch Two. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's. So I think that what they're doing is, uh, I think they're doing a Destiny Two rebrand. Did you guys play Destiny Two when it came out? Um, yeah. Relatively close. Did you guys ever play Destiny 1? No. No. F. Well, but, chat's but gonna get this. Weren't those two games completely different? Wasn't no. it more than just a reskin? Like, so, new quests, all, like... So yes, so, yes and no. So, yes in the sense that you had... they. It was... Uh... So, so Destiny, for for a lot of reasons, did have a lot of community problems similar to Overwatch mm-hmm. that Destiny addressed in subsequent expansions, mm-hmm. but didn't really get the player base back. So they relaunched Destiny as Destiny Two, and like honestly, graphically, you couldn't show me Destiny One and Destiny Two on a console, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's Destiny 2. Graphically, mm, okay. very, very, very similar. Uh, some some new systems. They change, you know, how the planets, certain planets work and run, and 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 those how those are like exist in the world. But ultimately, what this was, in my opinion, was it was a very gigantic expansion. Without mm. the, when you call something Destiny Two, you you're saying come back. And it's a little yes, bit harder to do that with thing, expansion. Yeah. So, so for yeah, me, it was, just, it was a marketing works. sequel to an expansion. 
that's personally how I feel like uh, mm. it was. It, that's how I feel about Overwatch Two. Like they could, I, in my opinion, they could launch a PVE mode within the existing client that we have now with these new things and a new map type. Done. No problem. But look at look at who's uh, streaming and playing and watching Overwatch Two. Not nearly the amount of people who initially were. And it's, you always have that drop, bo- drop off, but you have so many people who are actually invested and really love Overwatch the world. The fundamental game of Overwatch, I feel like people really enjoy. It's kind of the people that ruin it, and they've put in systems to do that. Rumor is they have even more systems to kind of help make that a joyable experience and scratch that PvE itch. It's for me. It's just a. It's it's just a uh, incremental update that they're gonna make some money off of because it's gonna cost sixty bucks. Is it? I, I, I suppose or forty bucks. It's gonna cost something. Don't know. I suppose what what is interesting is uh, what how we define. Like I feel like we don't as a as a scene or as like a an industry have a clear definition of what entails a DLC because a DLC could be something like Destiny yeah where you play through in like 20 hours most most of the content it could also be something like Witcher DLCs that's pr- pretty mm-hmm. much like that's a whole nother usually game, like a whole game in terms yeah. of just the volume of content that you got like other games uh, would have easily gotten that mm. I guess we will have to see just how much content it is, right? Like mm-hmm. certain other games get facelifts every year sure. and then they get a, a PV, uh, PvP uh, update or whatnot. I can definitely see how different developers have different requirements for volume of content in terms of what they want to call it. I do agree, though, that in order to get people back or calling it overwatch 2 or something like that signals that it's a new standalone mm. game is much more potent at getting people back yeah. than it would be if you just said oh yeah dlc pve dlc or um like you you definitely need some overwork on certain systems um but yeah we will we will see i think based on the amount of content we will see just if the title, because they like seemingly want to call it chapter two, maybe like that's mm-hmm. that has been the correction. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how that uh, will be defined and how how large it just is and how long it also binds people. Is there a replay value in it at all? Are there PV uh, leaderboards? Because for instance, we know that with. Um, with Mythic Dungeons, we even made an eSport out of that. Yeah. What if, if, if there's a Mythic Dungeon-like speedruns um, that, by the way, we've already demonstrated has some audience for some time yeah. in these Junkenstein top-tier lists. Well, it's the Junkenstein, to... it's, the, it's games, the, right? the all the PvE chapters that are coming out. People are interested in like pushing the difficulty and finding out little niche strategies to kind of a- attack these maps and expanding on that isn't going to hurt anything it's if, any, if anything it's going to get people back into the game that aren't really interested in playing the quick play there i think um what, what really stood out to me is somebody had made a pretty interesting point on twitter that uh, i wish i could credit i can't think of the name um 
Overwatch, and they said that Overwatch has a very large fan base that's never actually played the game. So they thought that they okay. that there was yeah. a, a huge fan base around Jacob the Wolf, game. I think actually said that could have responding been. to Slasher. Could have been. Um, and that's pretty interesting. So how how do you kind of bring those people in? Is it something that's a little bit more casual? Is it something that's more akin to an RPG? You know, this game was kind of built on the back of what looked like it was going to be a very Destiny-esque RPG game. Um, I think that would be a good way to get people back in or at least get people that are on the fringe in. And another way to do this, which um, I do think there is enough not evidence but there's there's signs pointing me towards free to play for the future of overwatch i don't know what kind of monetization model they go for but with how much pressure riot's putting on with how much you really need this to succeed i wouldn't be surprised if overwatch for the future was just going to be free to play and you have other things to, to purchase in game that, that kind of funnel the the money I think they could do that... I don't think anybody is ever balked at Overwatch's price. Mm, I I, I really child. don't. I, I I really don't. I, so you're right. There there is a certain demographic. I I um I don't know. I work with a couple youth centers here in in, in San Jose. I guess is sure. the best way in and stuff. And so like I'm not saying like I have the pulse on the youth. That's not what I'm mm. saying, but I, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody was like, I want to play overwatch, but I can't because I had to buy it one time. If anything, it's more like the expansion games, like uh destiny in those games where it's like sure. every, every f- six months you have to pay another whatever, 20, 30, 40 bucks to do. So, but I, I agree. It's still more restrictive than a free to play game, right? Mm. No matter what. Uh, I do think that they totally redesigned the the loot box infrastructure because yes, yeah, I think they're gonna have to. It was I don't want to say too consumer friendly, but it was just too unexciting. I guess if that's is that I don't is that that's the word I would use. It was just unexciting. not it was not very fun to like get loot boxes after the first year. Outside of the event loot boxes, I think the event loot boxes do very well, but mm. I don't like. I'm like, oh yeah, two two blues and a two whites. Yes, this is great. I don't feel that way. I right. Yeah, that. I think they would need to overhaul the entire skin system, right? Just the entire mm. microtransaction I mean, system. Aren't they going to have to like legally at some point? With how much like nonsense has gone around, like I'm sure that maybe legal proceedings with loot boxes. I I would bet right now. I would lord bet anybody that they have they have a segment about transparency. Anyone want to in terms of what? In terms of what? Loot in 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 terms of acquiring cosmetics in Overwatch. Probably. I mean, because. That, they, that seems pretty safe. They got such unfair press for that bullshit. Like, Overwatch is not nearly as exploitive about their skin and microtransactions as FIFA is, as uh, CSGO is, you know, all these other skin microtransaction games. Like, they, the prices are relatively affordable. You get most of the skins by just playing um, 
if you're a completionist, of course you got to spend some money into that. But even then, it's not nearly as much. Like there's a hard cap how much you can spend in Overwatch, and it's significantly mm. lower than in other games. So um, I, I thought, always thought that this entire loot box discussion was unfairly focused. A lot, often focused. I think it, it was because of the, the peak of the game, right? I think that coincided with the big discussion around loot boxes and gambling in gaming um and overwatch just happened to be the yeah. game at the time in the press so i i think yeah, yeah it, it was unfortunate and it was um unjustified for the most part but i think most people are gonna have to take and, and move the, away from loot box um i just think uh, loot boxes are a bad I think that they're just a bad long-term system. Like as much as there's, there's things to, I think really uh, admire about it in the sense of, for all the reasons that we're talking about, it's like the least expensive of just about any serious shooter game. It's uh, consistent. It's semi-frequent. Like, let's be real. If you, even if you go and play quick play or custom games, you can at least get a loot box in a play session. If you're playing for more than a couple hours. Like that's, that's really great. And I think really consumer focused where the consumer focus is lost though, is let's be real. Don't you want that skin that nobody else has? Don't you want yeah. that skin yeah, yeah. that is, uh, only available for this that, time? Yeah. And it's why the, the event loot boxes do so well, but at the same time, like I, I hate to say it. I, I don't want to give them the. I think Fortnite does it better, in which like there's a couple of skins that have only been out on the store one time or two times yeah. in mm -hmm. three years or two years, mm -hmm. however yeah. long it's been. And I think they go. I think Overwatch in general goes for a battle pass system, goes free to play entirely. Overwatch Chapter Two, whatever this hell this thing, this new thing is going to be announced, is going to be free to play. Everybody gets it. They're, you're, they're just going to shift monetization away. Like you're already seeing it with card games, like Riot's card game is going to be completely that. shifted. They're they're going to do the whole skin, like limited time skin system. If they're going to do in-game items, those will have skins for the PVE side of things. So if you really want to have mercy with like a unicorn and you want like Genji to have some sort of like epic dragon, demon blade, edgelord thingamabob, like you can buy that but you're going to be able to do it for free now. Like, right. You're going to be able to buy that, but you're going to be able to play the game for free. So that's just kind of where mine, my mind. Maybe just the PVE, uh, PVP portion. I could see that too, because I can tell you, um, I certainly have been forces within that industry that asked to have, uh, this be free to play. Sure. Right. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the big thing that we get the PVE PVP thing for free. You can buy the PVE add-on. It's not required sure. in order to play the PVP portion. But if you want the, to, yeah, the new content that we get in PVP will also be like, as in like push. You won't have to pay anything for that. Yeah, I think it would very much be in the interest of the uh, Overwatch League teams, for instance, for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Just like because pl PVP players. Uh, or competitive rank players make uh, are much much easier to convert into viewers than they are from a PVE uh, portion. That was true in World of Warcraft. Um, that was basically true in all uh, games where there are those two options. Sure, then it makes and sense. We 
like that's also one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about. If if it is an, a heavy PVE focus, how much does that actually do for us, for the competitive audience? Because I can tell you, it is very possible that with the TV marketing and you know like whatever they need to do to get people on Twitch, that mm -hmm. this all works out for the Overwatch League. It does not for the surrounding industry, in terms of content creators, um, in terms of like streamers. Mm -hmm writers it just doesn't hit there and event like but basically either you are currently fighting a losing battle have genius like uh marketing abilities or have really found your niche or you just don't know that you're about to uh go bankrupt in in overwatch as sure. a content creator so um it definitely needs to be something that focuses and brings back some of the masses and then we also need yeah you need transitional systems. system yeah. to yeah. to filter them up that's the BBE big talking in client overwatch league um uh, live streams or something mm -hmm. like that where, you, where pve players log into their pve portion of the game and you're automatically locked into overwatch league maybe already just like one click away you're from streaming opening Twitch. It in the background since they're already doing that on websites <laughs> i mean that is a little I mean, it shouldn't count as a viewer then, yeah. right? I'm just kidding. I'm just, it was just a. It was just a. Yeah. A, a, a but being able to watch it in the client, a la yeah. you know, stream or Steam, um, mm. you know, dude, I think give it's me Steam a, like TV. an actual spectator position on the live map in real time. Sure. Just, I think if they stay with. I think if they stay with Twitch, I think it would be very who of them to remove the uh the pov access from a price wall and just give it to the mass like on i mean they don't the have the they're they're done right they're twitch well they're their deal is up there's talk of yeah the initial 90 million dollar deal is up right yes so uh so i want to say a couple of things number one i i think that if i'm making a prediction i think that Overwatch 2 will cost nothing for exist for people who bought Overwatch 1. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say that right now. I think that they're going to charge people for the game itself. I don't know if they're going to charge less or the full $60. Okay. But I that's that's what I think. I think that they can make that justification still look really great from a PR perspective. Uh it's fair to the people who paid the $60 to play the game. It's also fair to the people who didn't pay sixty dollars to play the game, but even if it's forty bucks, whatever. Mm -hmm. Which was what the like the base mode of Overwatch cost on PC after the initial like batch of founders collections, right? Like, can't you buy it it's on PC so right now for forty bucks or something like that, and you just don't get like the initial skins? I don't even know if you can get those anymore. But yeah, anyways. So I that's that's what I think. I agree. I think that competitive mode largely stays unchanged. The graphics mm -hmm. largely stay unchanged. I think that you retain your skins. I think that basically what they're doing is you could, again, it could be easily an expansion, right? Like if Overwatch did expansions, which you can't do every like three to four years, you have to do semi-often. Mm. We have patches, not expansions in Overwatch. I I think that's the route they go. I think you're right. They they re retool 
cosmetics and the in-game store. I think they retool mm-hmm. spectating. I think that they uh, retool that. But again, like fundamentally, the systems in Destiny from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 didn't really change. They just added additional levels. And if you played Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 at all, like it's it's just like, oh, they took that system, changed it a little bit, applied this, and boom, they're there. Uh, it, it wasn't like, uh, it, outside of like, yeah, we've been working on this for a long time to make it work on PC too, which I think is a whole other story. Like, again, I, I, I consider Destiny 2 a very large large expansion but it also like com- it contracted in content so much uh because they they relaunched like a whole new story and basically from that story is where you that's kind of where you were bound until the next expansion and next expansion now it's like as big as destiny one ever was and yeah mm-hmm. if, if destiny two launched today as large as destiny one was when it was concluded i totally i totally agree Mm. So, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see what happens this week. Yeah, Joe, you're gonna way. be there. Yes, I will be there. Come say hi. And you're sending I'll all of your there. exclusives to us. Mm. I believe, right? That's we can talk about them, but they won't be very exclusive at that point. That Tuesday. Fair enough. <laughs> wow, you can send that Go XLR Mini right back. <laughs> Give me that press pass. I would. No, I know. I know. So honestly, we did have uh, press passes lined up. I oh, did you? Interesting. We we were we were offered, cool. and then I was just cool. like, "It's way too late." Mm. Mm. I feel you. I don't think it, you already had one. So mm. this is probably not the place to tell you that. Are you going <laughs> as press, Joe? Yeah. I'll probably be working most uh Joe will Friday. never have to fight for a press pass again. That's not true. After last year <laughs> or whatever, you'll never have to fight for a press pass again. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I have to stay on uh, the good graces of Blizzard Activision. So, well, we'll see. There's just like a list. It's called the relax list. And there's just like two names on there. Harsha. And Volomo, and you're forever getting press passes. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Yeah. Mr. Beastie asks, at least on the competitive PvP side, does an Overwatch 2 allow them to take out things for problematic heroes but still keep them available for PvE? I don't think that they go that route, but I think that if they yeah. were going to go that route, this would be the time to do it and justify it. Like, if, if Prob- they're like, you know what? Bands. We're going to do hero bands. We're going to do map yeah. bands. We're going to do whatever. Like, sure. Overwatch... Two chapter two is the time to do that for sure. Um, I think the the question becomes, um, will Blizzard actually do it? Hmm. Casaurus left ATL. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I've heard good things. I'm surprised that they let him go. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Atlanta's a weird team. I don't know if we want to jump into rumors and, and team stuff, but let's do it. That's it. That's that's our that's BlizzCon good... primer. Yeah. We're as you can tell, we're really excited about it. <laughs> Joe, survive those. Make sure to uh be careful around those protests, man. I'm pretty un uh 
you know, I, I blend in well, so I think <laughs> I'll be okay. Fair uh, do you uh, did you already buy your fuck Hong Kong yeah. T-shirt? No, but I do have emergency. You're right, Ted. You're fuck Hong Kong. I do have emergency just in case. Wow. I'll be taking. What's that? Wow. It's like this uh, vitamin C supplement, so Jeez. I don't get sick. All right, slamming before and after. Let's talk about confirmed movements in Overwatch League this past week, eh? Let's do it. Boston Uprising. Joe, Yiska, what's going on with Boston Uprising? Confirmed. They pull a fast one. They got somebody who I've been very excited for. Myungbong is value. Yeah. Very, very good. Now, Jerry, we're going to have to see. I don't know. I I can't say that I have a ton of uh, information on him or even just experience watching him. Uh, I've heard that he's he was good on meta, but like really like nothing, nothing really to write home to mom about. Um, I'm going to do a little bit more research into that and probably do a video on my channel just to give a more educated take, but not. Yumbung, very exciting. People should be very excited uh, in terms of like Boston fans. That's definitely somebody to to be excited about. Jerry, on the other hand, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, again, this is this is a uh, a main DPS as Huck put it last night that um, is going up against some some very good talent. So comparatively, how good is Jerry really? I have a feeling he's not going to necessarily measure up directly, um, but maybe he brings some intangibles. So. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm a little disappointed that um, Boston got my embong, especially then with the Jerry announcement after. Because I feel we've still not seen demonstrated that Boston Uprising is both good at um, at picking up unknown talent and sure. doing it without Krusty. Mm. So, in terms of, like, just, like, I feel like my embong could have done better. Uh, could have landed in a better team. I think there is uh, certainly on some better rosters. There's a there's a hole in in where the flex support role is, especially because he was also so consistent. Mm -hmm. Another thing is that's interesting, and I kind of understand it more now that um, like that I saw that he's only turning uh, 18, like late into the season, just just before the Mac. Uh, deadline is uh manju because mm. that kid was also very yeah. uh very good like i i feel like they were the most consistently good uh backline in in korean contenders and i don't know if anyone will try that i don't know if it's the the thing is i can totally see how it's less justifiable to have a main support go uh, come in very late because they sure. usually are transformative to a team mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like shot calling and maybe you don't want to restart at the same time the, he then turns into one of the primary uh like teams that screw up let's say in the first uh stage mm -hmm. and want to turn it around and then they pick someone like him up then it takes a while to get those visas and everything cleared yeah and then so he like he could come come in for the last i mean we don't have stages but like the you know the last stage of the season yeah 
the last and couple, you know, months, weeks, weeks. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, could maybe turn around and make it so that a team gets into uh, playoff Makes positions. a playoff race. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or play-in race, definitely. Um, I don't know if we're going to see them join that late. I think for some teams that are a little bit slow to make adaptations to their rosters, that definitely could be the case. But for those who kind of identify problems and, and holes early, I think you can probably get them in about mid-season mm. during that, during whatever break there is, if there even is one, I have to no, no, really sit not. down and, yeah. Um, I, I think if you can see things early and you're still just trying to, you know, wait out the initial roster signings and moves and then see who who's left and try to, uh, you know, approach it from that angle, I definitely think you could probably get a couple extra signings in the midseason and have them ready visas on the plane traveling with the team by midseason if again if you if you get in early so um yeah, yeah definitely definitely could be a possibility that is actually kind of interesting i haven't even thought about that that the situation of what kind of a um agent you mm. sign is maybe based on travel schedule because it makes certain visa situations like if you pick up a chinese player while your team is in china for four weeks and then you can work on the visa for the next uh region like beforehand and um maybe that is something that has to be considered but yeah like in general Mm, it will be interesting to see just how teams react to very bad starts because of it, sure. for instance, um, I think it would have been significantly harder to do what uh, Valiant did uh, next season, just based sure. on travel schedules. Uh, I mean, to that degree, again, like you're not going to see a Florida mid-season Korean rebuild, you know, you're not going to see just a bunch of Western players like, oh, I mean, I guess you possibly could if the rest of your, like, for instance, right, a lot of your travel is front loaded in the schedule. And then towards the midseason, if you're really just crap in the bed and you need a full rebuild, you I guess there's a, a like, there's a world where this hypothetical team could just sign a bunch of Western players who don't need a visa because we're all we're only going to be playing in North America. That could happen. But again, like I think that um, that chance of, of rebuilds happening in the middle of a season um, probably won't happen all that much. I think that definitely goes down. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. the The jury is out on Jerry, but Young Bong is primo. Very, very good. Fair enough. Very, very, very solid signing for for Boston. What they do around him, we'll have to see. Let's talk about the Paris Eternal. <laughs> What a team. What a team. What a team. Paris Eternal uh, making some big moves. Elemental moves, you might say. See, this is interesting because we maybe for for the first time in Crouch history, Joe is about to shit on a team while I'm going to talk them up. So we're we're role playing here. Well, I don't I don't even know if if, if inverse Chengdu. Let's go. Yeah, right. I'm I am generally concerned about Paris. Um, I want to see what this team looks like when it like finishes roster building. They have a lot of people still under contract that I'm not high on. And I don't think you're high on either, but we can both sure. probably assume that some of those players are going to go. Right. I think that's a safe assumption. So let's, signed... can we talk about that for a second. Let, sure. Let's just talk. Let's just break this down. So so okay. in the past week ish mm-hmm. since we last discussed. 
Uh, Paris Eternal signed from Element Mystic Sparkle, mm-hmm. Hanbin, and we're going to argue Eggsy. Sure. You know who it is. Yes. XZI. They signed, uh, yeah, XZI. So their current roster is XZI, Soon, Sparkle, and Nico, mm-hmm. Ben Best, and Hanbin, mm-hmm. Cruz, Hip, and Gray. So those those are who are currently on the roster. Right. Uh, Finzi's gone. Uh, Nico and Shadowburn, or sorry, not Nico, Shadowburn's gone. Donye's gone. Mm hmm. So right now we're yeah. seeing a shift where we we've essentially added three element mystic players. Otherwise, the rest are all eternal 2019 players. Correct. I know that right off the top of my head for audio listeners. <laughs> memorize it. Memorize and it. Nothing nothing to see here. Do you want to talk about maybe the new Korean players agents? Ages? Is that still they're, ages, they're ages or are still... agents? Mm ages they're their year of birth yes mm-hmm. let's their ages are still pretty uh young i believe that sparkle turns 18 in may of yeah. 2020 so like yeah. this is these are additions that will trickle into the roster yeah that doesn't really give me a lot of hope you see, we saw what happened with Super and Sinatra. Now, that could be extraneous circumstances why that didn't necessarily work out. That could be the the base roster not being super fantastic to begin with. Mm-hmm. Trickling in your talent, I don't think is is necessarily beneficial. Or I guess you could just completely forfeit, you know, a quarter of your season only practice with these starters that you plan on playing with, and that was your roster to begin with, um, and really try to attack this season once you have your talent and once you have like your actual starting roster available. Um, but as of right now, unless they go mostly Korean and have like some European like additions to, to kind of keep it mixed. I don't like this team. I don't think they're very good. Sparkles sparkle is a good player i think he's starting to get like on that overrated angle where i think we're just completely i think we're completely missing the fact that this kid tends to be a very very overly aggressive like bumper-esque aggression and if you do if you have a a mixed roster where communication still being worked on this that the other thing that style of play is not going to lend itself to success for this paris eternal team now they have a fully, they have a mostly Korean coaching staff. Yeah, I, I do so have Saita to. Saita is the only non-Korean yes. coach. Which leads mm-hmm. me personally to believe that this will be a mostly Korean team by February, right? By the start of the league, this will be a mostly Korean team, in my opinion, will probably change. Now, <laughs> if that isn't the case, and this is a European-Korean mix, I don't see how this team's going to do well. I mean, status quo, I agree. Like, if that team, as it is right now, sets into a season... Yeah, that's a that's almost over. a bottom five team. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like, yeah. I don't want to say that about Sparkle. I, like, I, I tend to mm-hmm. agree with what Wolf said. Like, I'd be, I'd be sad to see this kid. Like, he's very talented. Could be a starter on a lot of other teams. Putting him on Paris with a, you know, with a solid coaching staff. Like, this coaching staff isn't anything to, like, shake your head about. Rush, fantastic coach. Levi has worked with Element Mystic before. 9k coming off of a championship Saita, i mean the kind of like enigma of europe and then aid moving into a coaching role he has 
the the player experience to come over and help manage emotions this that the other thing very likable and, and affable person hopefully i'm using that word correctly um the coaching staff seems good this roster just uh, it doesn't make sense right now and that's why i'm worried that doesn't you know i could drastically change my opinion come january i'm hoping yeah, to do so likely. because this is not good as of right now. i'm not excited for this team yeah yeah i agree um yeah, no, I, I, my presumption is that there definitely will be moves made just like from the, from the pieces that they have. I don't know why, like, I'm not even sure if Saita is staying. Yeah. Um, like, it, it just seems to be clearly implicitly communicated that something is going to change in this team that makes these things come whole and just make sense. And I think at least the moves now, I'm, I'm, I don't feel that bad about. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think there are definitely some very potentially potent free agents now on the market that they sure. can court. Um, like they, they have a solid base. I just don't know how they're going to fill out this team. That's a lot of money to spend to get people out of these contracts unless you can offset them somewhere else. I don't know who's going to be in the market for some of these players. Cruz maybe could go. I don't see them really getting rid of soon. That that seems like a very, very good fit for the region, for the, the location, for the team itself. Like that seems like somebody who you're going to want to hold on to. So I don't see soon leaving, but like everybody else, like who's who's really in the market for for Nico? Anybody? Anybody want to buy him? I don't I don't see anybody really putting up a bid for his contract so they're gonna have to pay him out of his contract and then get mostly korean players and that's an expensive move now he i don't even mind him dude like he's probably let me see out of the people that they have yeah i mean the third third in line yeah 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 Yeah, but like anybody gonna pay for ben hip Nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it does, I, if it doesn't rhyme with uh, Fuzzix them, Flatomy, if it doesn't rhyme with that, I don't think so. Sure, and, and that's and that's where I, I have to question like, do you have to pay them out of their contract, and then maybe move them into an academy role? How does that work? Is there any way to kind of mitigate that? I have no idea. I, I don't know any kind of like corners to cut there, but. This is going to be expensive either way. Yep. You know, sometimes there's corners you can cut because there's a lot you can do with your roster. Sure. Sometimes there's no corners to cut because there's nothing you can do with your roster. And who best defines that in the Dallas Fuel? See that segue? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sorry. We got to keep this truck moving. Keep it moving. Dallas Fuel, uh, most of their players are locked up. Yeah. They're, they're pretty locked. Taimu, AKM, Zachary, Trill, OGE, Mickey, Harry Hook, Unko, all uh, kind of signed. You know what? We're skipping around a little bit. These are actually a rumor roundup. Not confirmed. This is rumor world. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped around. I thought I was better at this than I am. Well, I mean, we were talking about confirmed moves, but if you want to get into some I, Dallas, dude, rumors, I can, we definitely I can segue 
anything. <laughs> Let's be real. I can segue so many things, just like I just segued that bad segue into this great segue about the Washington Justice. Beautiful. The Washington Justice have confirmed to add <clears throat> Tatuba. Just, I, I don't think it's any Tatuba. Notice that. No, it's No, Tatuba. Do you like my no. new Tatuba? Tatu? My Tatu? <laughs> I've got a tattoo. I have a giraffe. You're Jajano. You're Jajanak. A tattoo. I'm. I. You. It's gonna happen. You're gonna like in, in We're not skipping somebody, Dallas. Be, We're doing confirmed. Moves we'll get to Dallas. Don't go worry about rumored it. moves. Yes. Um, Tatuba. You're gonna go to an Overwatch event and somebody's gonna be like, "Yo, I'm so excited to see my favorite player play." And you're gonna be like, "Oh, who's your favorite player?" Like, super excited. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, my favorite player is Tatuba." And I'm just gonna just heel turn on him. Just like, oh, like, come on, man. There's, there's Janu. We, we've got that one down. We've got Janu. No, Janu. Janu. You got Nixel. We've got, we've Nixel, got, we've got Jay Jonak. We've got D Ding. Jonak. Come on. We'll get there together. I'll, I'll hold your hand. D Ding. Just Ding. D Ding. Not, not D Ding. Nixel. Not double D Ding. Not double D, double T tuba. It would be it's double Ding, by the way. Double, sure, whatever. Just, come on, dude. Just, just read it the way it's supposed to be read. Da ding, tatuba. <laughs> it just, I don't like. So Washington Justice confirms signing Tuba from Bubble Burster Gaming. Yes. Speaking of Bubble Bursters, love having you on the show, uh, Joe. Appreciate it. Glad no you're problem. here. Glad, glad to be here. I feel really great every time I say a word. <laughs> I don't know why that just bugs me. It just irks me the way that people like read specifically like the Korean characters like twice where it's like Jay Jonak. I'm like, mm. no, that's not it. You missed. It's Sorry, not Jay Jonak. Am, am I supposed to be fluent? No, in no, Korean? no. It's not. It's not you. Am I it's supposed not you. to? Is that my, is that something that is No, but, but we all say it pretty me. normally and it's like, maybe you just kind of pick up on it. Maybe. Not you though. Not you. Definitely. To be fair, wasn't, Jonak wasn't was season you. one MVP. A little bit different yeah, than Jonak. some dude from Bubble we've got Burster we've Gaming. Got Ding. Is, are you sure it's not? It's all the same. It's a pattern. Are you sure we it's can, not bu Bubble Burster clues. Gaming? It might be bu Bubble Burster Gaming. I mean, those are English words, though. I don't know. I so think, I think, so I think is we're doing one of these. Tuba. <gasps> so is Tuba. Tuba is a very English word. I don't know if anyone for if you know of anyone from Korea playing a tuba. <laughs> I you think you both have dumb tongues and you should French kiss to shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, you don't get the talk. Yeah, to do me like that. That's, uh, that's how Yiska pronounced the tuba. Um, that game guy 0703, you ever tell me what to do again and I will ban you. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's a that's interesting. Like that's a that's a little bit of a left field thing, I suppose. Um, I mean, some of those we we know that certain players uh, like are, are scouted based on their abilities. Certain sure. players are scouted in open tryouts and whatnot. Like, it's very hard to uh, predict that. I will say, I always thought actual match. Game performance is for me the the biggest mm -hmm. indicator, and I cannot talk about that. Like, have you watched any of their games at all? 
Yeah, so. some of the the last uh, most recent bub- like bubble burst or like playoff uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, solid, not anything to like really write home to to mom about. I think as far as good, I think his projectile heroes mostly are pretty good. Um, wasn't super like jazzed about his May. Um, played Brig and Goats, so mm. basically like a far like I, I can see them maybe trending to Fara for him and then splitting time with with Stratus elsewhere. Um, Genji probably be good for him. Hanzo again probably a a competitive pick within that team, but it's fine. I'm not like super excited about it, but it, there could be specific areas where he could thrive. Basically, uh, that's as far as I'll go with him. Mm. What, what color team color is Bubble Burster Gaming? Like blue and yellow and some other like blackish. I think. I'm surprised that anybody signing with the Washington Justice isn't wearing a purple jersey at this point. Yeah. It's about all the analysis that I have on <laughs> Tatuba. Can, can we, I just want to really briefly do like a mood check. Like what? what is currently, what would you say are the two best teams in Chinese contenders? Uh, Sparks Academy team, Billy Billy Gaming, and ah, uh, in terms of standings, it'd probably be LGE Huya, which is Chengdu's academy team. But mm-hmm. I think it's probably a. I think Billy Billy's definitely the highest for me, and then below them, I think it's a tie between like LGE's like peak, and then like LGD Gaming's like consistently. Like they always seem to get the playoffs. They always seem to. Okay, uh, you're going somewhere. That's okay. Yeah how how do they match up against Korean contenders? Um, those three teams could equally. like definitely not equal. Um, they could maybe like get into like the bottom. LG maybe could do okay. Billy Billy should do okay. Like they wouldn't be winning Korean contenders, but they might do okay. Man, that I, don't know if make I thought you guys finally escaped that bullshit, but. Uh, of course, like I was, I was thinking maybe like Chinese Overwatch, uh, Overwatch like uh, enthusiasts had finally gotten over their edge and had just been hammered into reality that the idea that this region can compete with the best teams in Korea was finally clapped dead. And that's what okay. that's usually just the progression in all esports I followed. It was mm-hmm. it's like. Chinese over uh, Chinese esports um, Western experts come in and say, "Oh, they can maybe even compete with Korea." Then it's like international tournament, international tournament, international tournament. This is the point where I thought we were. Apparently, we are here. But this is the point where like the experts are actually lower on Chinese teams than than they, it's actually warranted. And then something miraculous happens is where the the quality of Chinese teams actually accelerates so much that these guys get hype again. And then Chinese esports is actually on top. I is thought we were finally me? at the bottom of like where you guys are just like completely jaded by the longest analogy ever recorded. Keep going. What? Keep going. But but like Apparently, you guys are still deluded into believing that anything that you follow there matters in the international scale. We, we, I guess we gotta have another gauntlet or another Atlantic showdown to finally bang you into submission. Yeah. 
See, only you get two guys find that not uninteresting because you were actually brainwashed enough to host that shit. Yeah. I mean, I uh, put tier two Chinese Overwatch on my back, sir. Well, you sat in your little Yermany ivory tower. How's your back now? It, it hurts, actually. I was telling about my back is actually physically in pain and has been ever since Chinese contenders. I feel like Anyways, you must be sitting in a wheelchair right now. <laughs> all I know is that every year, the percentage of Chinese Overwatch games that Yiska watches goes down. Speaking of. While the number of... Oh, I, Chinese, I did watch Gauntlet, while the, by the way. While the number of Chinese Overwatch... Uh, the, the, the number of people of who watch Chinese Overwatch goes up and continue to be right about it. So I just, fi I just find this weird, like, thing where you watch less, you talk about it more, and... <laughs> I'm yeah, since just, since Yiska's got jokes today, let's let's go through all the teams that Chengdu placed higher than. Are you ready? We're gonna talk about <laughs> the Valiant. We're gonna talk about Paris, Dallas, Houston, Toronto, Washington, Boston, Florida. That's Thank a lot you. of teams. Thank That's you. a lot of teams. So if you wanna if you wanna joke. I mean, if, I'm if anyone at this point in the podcast still doubts what, what kind of t-shirt Joe will attend BlizzCon with, I don't know what to tell you. It's definitely in Chinese colors. I'm not buying those new jerseys. Those new, okay, okay. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you know those new You said Chinese wow. colors because he didn't actually know what the colors of China were. No, we have education so, in Europe. Because he's watched so few <laughs> Chinese contenders or any sort of tournaments. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, man. All right. I bet Joe couldn't point to China on the map. Yeah. Right below Korea. Wait. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I kind of want to try now. I just want to ask you guys, just like, uh, Actually, which country is this? Africa? So I could, I could point relatively. If you tell me where China and Korea are relative to each other, I would need, I would need two guesses. <laughs> I would need oh, two man. guesses. Uh, That's what I would need. My geography not isn't even that once. Bad. I could I could get the location of China. I'm looking it up right now to see if I'm right. I just doubt myself because Yiska. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He puts the, he examine it, his face. Chat. <laughs> examine his face. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly where I said it was. That's a, this third lie you told today. <laughs> For, for the, the audio the, listeners. The yes, second one being, I love this. having you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one being, like, I'm glad we tried to make your mic sound better. Isn't it, isn't it a little bit more fun to be flamed at, in high quality? Let's be it's honest. True. It's true. I am <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. At least it, I don't know. I'm I'm done I'm done with the World War II jokes because they're easy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We're good. Yeah, because but are you we have done with as the much Toronto in common jokes? with your with your uh, grandfather winning the war as a Chihuahua has with a wolfhound. Let's Don't be make honest. more hand grabs. A, a more what? domesticated version of an American war hero. 
Yeska's gonna go make more. No, hand you, you guys just. Yeska's okay, gonna chat, make please more back me up. That was a fire. And then I don't even know what you about. heard. I don't even know what you said. Where's where where's a Chihuahua from? So Kareev. Where's a Chihuahua Probably, from, Yiska? I would think Chile, maybe. Mexico. See, it's not that. Need two guesses. Oh. Okay, that was weird. Send in the drones. So, Jesus Christ. So, Chihuahua's from Mexico, but I started typing, where is a Chihuahua? Just to make sure. <laughs> and the number one, here's the thing. It, when Whenever I, like we have these conversations, and I'm like, oh, I'm dumb in this way. Yiska's dumb in this way. Joe's dumb in this way. At least we didn't have this Google autofill. Uh, the number one response for where is a Chihuahua let me let me see. <laughs> let me let me. I'm gonna see if you can guess what the top autofill was. Where is a one Chihuahua heart located? Two, where is a Chihuahua's soft spot? Or three, where is the Chihuahuan dessert? Desert. Not dessert. Which one do you, think uh, you know was why the that is actually one? embarrassing? Because it's in a Mexican state. <laughs> That's what it's called after. We all, we no, all I just cretins. Like, let's be honest, we're all just cretins. Like, the Chihuahuas are from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, but they're called Chihuahuas because there's a state they're called from, Chihuahua. Yeah. If I. Yeah, we're, let, I, let's just enjoy us being like no. just cretins. Anyways, yeah. the top, where is a Chihuahua? It's a, where is a Chihuahua's heart located? It's the number one search for where is a Chihuahua. It, what, what do these people think? Do they think it's like a Lamborghini where, like, instead of the back, the front, like, it's in the back? Like, what, what the hell is going on? What kind of a question is that? Contrary to all other man mammals. By the way, I think we have to, like, look this up now. Is it somewhere weird? Is located in the chest between the lungs. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. Doing? yeah. The Lambert. I, I'm glad that chat picked it up on Lamborghini. That's how we pronounce it in Germany. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, Lamb or Genie. <laughs> Lamb or Genie. It's a Lamb or Genie. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know. Do I just end the show now? No, we've got time. We've got time. <laughs> okay. Toronto Defiant. Pretty big one here. Uh, yeah. In some, I, I, I would say so. That's not awful. Toronto Defiant confirmed the signing of Kareev. I think that's a big uh, community signing. Um, I think he's okay. Yep. I think, um, again, that's a position that uh, has a lot of talent in, so it's tough to be excited about that when you have players like Jonak and Shu and Twilight. Like The list goes on. Like There's a lot of really good flex supports. Um, I don't think it's a bad signing by any means, um, but I think people are like very much... Like bigging up this signing is some sort of like crazy move and 
it's okay it's fine like i i'd almost much i i don't know i i'd almost want neko like i think neko is probably competitive there um kareev had like a couple games last season that were cool but don't get me started on neko yeah i mean you 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 were very high on him early so I don't know. I think Kareem's okay. I think it's a fine, like it's definitely not going to be a weak point for them in terms of like uh, roster building, but is this as exciting as everybody makes it out to be? Definitely not. I think this is like incredibly lukewarm. I don't think this should be like anybody freaking is, out so about it. What is incredibly lukewarm? Like on the hot side of lukewarm or incredibly right towards the middle of lukewarm, neither hot nor cold? Just pretty room temperature. Like it's fine. Feeling very, uh, Fence city. Now I feel like I need to like define and specify everything with Yiski here. You might. You might come at you today. So I don't know. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. No, you're gonna you're gonna make some more hand graphs. If if we're here, don't don't fiddle around with your hands. I can tell you as a German, that's dangerous. See that was that was a good humor, Yiska. You did it. Good what job. do you, you Yiska? Did it. You what, made a joke, Yiska. What that wasn't is the word long. fiddle? Mm-hmm. What is the word fiddle? What do you mean? What what? Where does the word fiddle come from? Fiddlesticks in League of Legends, of course. I'm gonna fiddle with my brain cells. No, it's it's from the music instrument, I assume, right? Probably. I had to guess. Yeah, that's actually pretty close. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Toronto Defiant, adding Kareev. Fun. Gladiators. Space. Uh, sign in space. Now that is another move Gaining that I'm like. space by losing, losing some space. Hmm. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's as, like, overstated. But I think his diva is very, very good. And I think that's a very good move if diva stays within the meta. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I do have my questions. I do think that people are in the mindset of Overwatch is static. If space is good, then he's always good. Which we have seen not to be the case. Um, we, we have seen actually quite the opposite, where he doesn't see a ton of playtime in, in metas that require that role to kind of flex around now. With 2-2-2, this definitely benefits him because it requires him to play a much smaller hero pool. But we haven't really seen him play much else than D.Va to like a extremely high level. I yeah. do have my questions about him playing a Zarya, playing a Sigma, playing an Arisa if, you know, they want to make that kind of rotation around. Um, mm. I, I think for the future of Overwatch, we're going to see teams start to dabble more with um inter uh, like inter sub roles if that makes sense like you have your main role which is tank and then you have your sub roles so are you a flex tank or are you a main tank i think those characters that are very um associated with one sub role or the other i think are going to start to switch around more uh in in the role lock kind of era of the game and i don't know if space is gonna be able to to meet those expectations i think his diva is fantastic i think he is a good signing I just want to see him play a little bit more and, and really get to see his, his flexibility in the role. I will say 
there's probably never been a more probabilistic time that diva will not be played than right now like mm -hmm. i think after probably one and a half years maybe already two years of constantly playing diva i think there's a high chance that we won't see her yeah. in the upcoming metas so that in itself is interesting now the again we have to say players can only play what they're supposed to play Sure. So just because we only saw space on uh, Diva doesn't yeah. mean he's necessarily bad on the others. It could just mean he's slow at adapting to new heroes. And now that we have an off-season, and if the meta indeed is settled, maybe he can grind into a position 100%. where he plays a lot of Sigma, for instance, or yep. stuff like that. You know? I don't think it's necessarily like a net like negative, like we can't really directly criticize his hero pool because you're right we haven't seen him play it so therefore like we can't judge it that's why mm -hmm. again framing it as his diva is very good what else does he have in store for gladiators i think it's a very exciting signing for the gladiators fans i just am holding out reservations on uh on, on what this team is going to look like and and what his role in this team is going to be so We'll see. I'm not I'm not sure. Good, but like a like a like a like a seven out of ten signing. Like good, but eh, is it great? Are you gonna win anything off this? Has I don't know. Joe ever brought anything between set between three and seven out of ten. No. And very lukewarm without defining it. Right. So like very lukewarm to Joe can either be like on the hot side or cold side of lukewarm. In actuality, it's like very 50%-ish. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. Come on, Joe. Give me some good signings, and I'll give you a 9 out of 10. All right. Well, let's talk about some of these uh, rumored signings. Yeah. Philadelphia <laughs> Fusion. Carpe. Sato. Poco. Boombox. What do they need? Do they need an Ivy and a Funny Astro? Talk about good signing. Funny Astro. That's like a That's like a 9 right there. It's a That's nine a fantastic signing. Out of 18? Mm -hmm. Out of 10. Nine out of 10. I had to make sure. We got him, guys. That's fair. Got him. That's fair. Got it. Asking you should overextend it. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Rush him now. Wow. Uh, you really chung dude this one. Um, yeah. so is that the is that the big story here, funny Astro Yiska? Um, yes. I think theoretically, like we can. We can uh, like guess that alarm will be promoted, right? Sure. In terms of backline, they're set. I think definitely. If if they can get along, alarm, and we've seen so. that Woo. this this works between uh, Western main support and alarm. We already see saw that working with first elk, and then Kaka. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be too uh, scared of that. In terms of Ivy, I'm actually kind of hyped if that was to come true. Yeah, because and, and to to just I'm sorry to cut you off here. We are in the rumor yes. section of the show, so these are not confirmed. Yeah, tomorrow we could find out they weren't true. I would say usually that the stuff that we talk about on the show, I would say like if we had to take a probability on it, usually between like seventy five and eighty five percent of the time they're going to come true. Which, based on the number of things we have to we have to talk about, means one of these yeah. probably ends up not being true. I think it would probably be fair to say to give three states mainly rumor or leak reported by mm -hmm. credible source such as ESPN and confirmed 
by main source team announcement whatnot right yeah and in the rumor states is ivy and i like we before this season last season started i would say um that ivy was i was certainly high on expectations for him goat stayed a little bit too long around for him he mm -hmm. he seems to be a very intuitive player yeah. that needs to learn the meta and just be able to grind into a position where you can make intuitive moves um and then theoretically i can actually see him being well. a nutter right mm -hmm. like i think i think he has in a the very high ceiling yes i think i overall, wouldn't say he has a car pay ceiling in terms of no. like we're not compare like i'm just saying in terms of like players that peak very high car, sure. car pay peaks very high profit vex peaks very high uh pine bird ring these are the high peakers right mm -hmm. uh, i wouldn't say Torbjorn he's peaks very high yeah it does it does slap it's yeah. been known to slap learn that. Uh, my uh i peaked very high under the blanket when i saw the profit gesture transfer um Again, I'm on fire. You did, today. It. You did humor. <laughs> you, you, there's, there's two out of like 19. That's, I don't I'll know if that's that on one. fire. That, but that one was, that one was pretty. See, good. like, yeah, I, it's pretty much like a uh, Jackbox where I just get you with the lame ones and the other yeah, ones because just that's like, funny. The other ones you have to take like an hour to like. I have to flip. I have to flip through like a Tolkien book to get to your punchline. <laughs> I have to read that like the, that the was actually one of Joe's to your punchline. <laughs> that was that was actually that, that was I'll really that great. One. Yeah, <laughs> right to the right to the to testicles on that one. Oh man, that was good. These are yeah, these but, are both fun signings. Yeah, uh, in Maybe. short, I think Ivy has amazing potential. Yes. If, if uh, I think people can. are asleep. I think people are, again, like fast asleep. I mean, they're like, oh, Defiant didn't do good. So that, therefore, Ivy has no skills. Like, come on, guys. Like, Is that, that team coach just announced a mess. Who? Philly? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it KDG? KDG and uh, See, Rostin? like, well, if it's not announced now, then... Well, it oh, is oh, now. No, it is. Okay, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's getting hard, dude. I can, no, yeah. I, I think yes. if they can, they can use them, uh, like, I think this kit could be insane. Yeah. Especially now in a meta. sick lineup. Philly's I, up there. I Very also tasty. think... I also think this kit could, like, again, in the rumor phase... Like, the longer a meta lasts, I think the better he gets. Ooh, you think? I He's think intuitive players starter, tend to go down in general. Um, I think intuitive players have a hard time adapting. You gotta get that forward. intuition, though. I feel like you... Like, you gotta hammer it. Like, intuition is built on repetition, I feel like. Sure, and those can be exploited by teams who are quick to adapt to them and i feel like those habits have a hard players who are that kind of style of player have a hard time to break those habits and i feel like the later you go into a meta the harder it is to get them to break that and they become like a weakness rather than a strength yeah, depending on how like mid-game how... mid huh? so... talent where at the very start of a meta they're not as strong then during the intermediate phases of it and then when mastery comes in like 
three yes if you can if you can get to mastery then yeah i my my whole argument goes out the window it's more of a mm. general like mm. if you are an intuitive player it makes it harder to to succeed as mm. the meta proceeds yeah, yeah. along mod. yep yep i've learned to sleep with my eyes open <clears throat> just kidding you guys lost me on that one I'm not gonna lie it's not hard for either of you to do, but I want to talk about the Toronto Defiant signing Beast Halo, potentially, reportedly. <sighs> You're not high I'm, on going, I'm going back to the fence. Is that a four? Oh, really? This is like a five. Out of, I don't know. Like, we haven't seen him play in like a year. See, How am I supposed to be excited for this? People keep saying that, but he, he did play in Contenders Korea. Not a lot, okay. but a little Once bit, or twice? Yeah. Is that enough? To, can, you, can you tell me how good this is? No, but I can games? tell you that it's that like probably someone tried him out or someone has yeah like i would hope i would hope defiant are trying people out yeah i I, I don't know like i've i know as much as you do right i can tell you i thought he was a talent at one point in time sure um and i'm i am concerned that he if he was to be the main tank, would be the only one so far. Then I think again, I th- that for me opens up like a whole nut. Like I'm gonna pin that. I think we can get into like multi tank signings later if you want. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you. But like, I think that's just like a general thing. Teams might start to do more is like opening up like a main tank stable just because of how important the role is. Yeah, I think he's a fine signing in terms of like taking a gamble on someone that could peak higher than available sure. Western uh, main tank. Definitely. Uh, talent. Um, and Maybe I think he has that some team intangibles. Needs I think that team needs pop-off potential in terms of uh, what kind of signings are rumored. Mm. Uh, as they are, I think they have a hard ceiling on where they can go. Um, and mm. they need X factors that could elevate them past the point where they could maybe make, go for a playoff run. Um, one of those multipliers or X factors is certainly Nevix, and sure. the, depending on the meta, um, if if that was to be the case, we have one of like I, I don't know which players are at all confirmed. And then again, like just ta- to take that into correct context, when I'm talking meta effectly here, I'm also just speaking from a place of absolute ignorance, of uh, not knowing what's going on there, and I just um, I just look at what is presented by others, and I I think. Just just quickly, that's definitely one topic I want to get in. Just like the reporting, how it is done in the scene and how re- irresponsible some of that shit is. Um, if we could get that in before we close out, I'd be very happy because I was very upset about that. Let's, I mean, do, it. Jump, let's do it right now. now yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> I can tell you I would never use the word confirmed in reporting unless I've seen paper. Even if literally the owner, like if I was talking to Robert Kraft and he told me my own bong is signed, I would still not report that un- until I've seen uh, either paper or have heard it from multiple sources, including the player. Mm-hmm. I would not. 
I would further not disclose any information that any anyone in the industry just gives me without any uh, backup information. And I feel like sources you got also as a journalist, you as a as a evaluator of truth have to like have to ask yourself what is the intention of the person leaking this to me and do they have an incentive to tell me distorted truth and i feel like we've seen a bunch of them and i also think that the sources that are currently giving information to uh, journalists or whatever they call them like, it's fine if you want to call yourself that. I have no beef, but I think some people have a problem being called journalists. So I don't want to ascribe that to them. But um, just like ask yourself, are you being played? And the sources themselves just don't think you can't be figured out because some people have figured it out. And to the, to the people that are reporting, I don't think your shtick that you're currently pulling, like your, your way of working and confirming things is going to work anymore if people just are on understanding how, how much rigor you lack in your process and you will get screwed over by this eventually in terms of you being the, the horn, if you want, of news that are simply incorrect. I can tell you, okay, here, real talk. This is an example. At the time, you know, you know the, the sideshow leak happened. Mm -hmm. Then GameHouse reports that this was confirmed. Sure. It wasn't confirmed at the time. You guys absolutely could have put that signing into jeopardy by reporting on it. This offseason, a report has already jeopardized a signing for a team. I can tell you that it, it, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that that was the case here. It could have not commenting on that. You got to have some responsibility on that, especially with the already dodgy ethics of leaking these roster leaks. Right. So in terms of that, I really hope that both sources and uh, as well as those reporting understand this is not a sustainable situation that we're currently under. Sure. I am not like if I report, I'm going nowhere without first-hand evidence. If someone comes to me with information, they can have a PowerPoint presentation and can talk me through that. I'm like, where's the contract? Mm -hmm. And better, better not like scanned in and just like digital digital thingy, but like an actual physical copy of of it, so I can verify it as a journalist. Unless that's happening, I'm not putting my reputation on the line, dude. That's a big. That's a. That's a big risk. You're just really sticking your neck out out there if you're if you're gonna say confirmed as a as a verbiage, right? Like that's that holds a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, and you've 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 got to double check that stuff. Like you do not want to be known as the uh, the the guy or gal that is coming out with dodgy news, right? But we are at Can a point, right, where a lot of the people who are leaking this information have no journalistic backgrounds or professional backgrounds in journalism. Even if they don't, don't have an actual, like, I don't know. degree in journalism. I'm not saying maliciously either, right? Sure. Like, I'm not trying to piss people off. 
it like I, I'd take that to DMs in that case. I'm just saying for everyone that's planning to get into this league game, do it responsibly. You're already on morally dodgy eyes and do it responsibly. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, I want to talk about two signings really, 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 really quick. Just so we can mention them and then we can get out of here. Uh, sure. Shanghai Dragons, kind of a big one. Uh, rumored to have signed Fleta and Fate. Eh? Eh? I like that DPS duo. Eh? Fleta, Ding, DM. I like a lot. That's like a, that's an eight. That's an eight out of ten. Fate. Um little bit lower i'm gonna say like seven and a half with like higher upside i think fate has shown that in certain metas or maybe certain circumstances he can really really thrive um can he return to that point with uh you know a, a former coach of his leading the charge with the team and, and coach moon um we'll have to see but solid signings all around very good not not necessarily great, but good signings for Shanghai, if to be true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's those are signings that bring you bring you like uh into I don't know. That's playoffs, right? I would put yeah, that, I think, that's a I lot think closer, so far. right? Yeah. So far. Didn't quite get there thirteen and fifteen last season. This season, yeah. I think uh, a little bit closer for sure. Mm-hmm. With that with that kind of roster, yeah, if you're not making play-ins at the very least, like you're messing up somewhere. So yeah, I guess I would say yeah, more play-ins rather than mm -hmm. like actual playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, sure. Last one, New York Excelsior, rumored to sign Fury. I, that's a that's that's a fatty. If that's true, that's crazy. Crazy good. That's crazy good. Yeah, that's like that. That's a nine out Is of that ten. A nine? <laughs> That's a nine out of ten. What's that's a, not the perfect. What's a ten, I don't, I don't what's think a I've ten seen ten out of ten signing. I don't know. I'll know it when I see it. I I really don't know. The uh, Houston Outlaws sign the San Francisco Shock. Say that again. The Houston John? Outlaws sign the San Francisco Shock. Yeah, that's a that's huh. a, like anybody who gets crusty. That's a ten out of ten. Like whoever's paying that out. Like okay, that's my gold uh, star. Like you did it. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see a ten coming anytime soon. Unless, you know, we go full on roster porn and you go to, you know, Yiska's Twitter and look at that absolutely stacked Soul Dynasty team. If they're throwing around cash, like just saying that would be pretty, pretty interesting to see. Just that back line was, would already be so good. Slime yeah. Twilight like, on Soul with art with who else they already have. Mm. All right, we're going to have to end this show here before uh, yeah, before our shirts come off and we, we have to put a PG-13 tag on this. Did not expect that. <laughs> I'm peeking already right now. Did not expect that to happen. <laughs> I said, hey, guys, we need a way to get out of the show. And, well, you found one. There you go. See? Eject. <laughs> you did it. Oh, man. Fun show, though. Sometimes, chat, you just got to laugh. Have a little fun. Relax a little bit. Quit taking yourself too seriously. Otherwise, you'll become a self-proclaimed Overwatch journalist. Anyways. Hey. Uh, yeah, good show. Thanks for hanging out today, guys. Really do appreciate all the new subs and follows. Great chats all around. Sorry. I know there's a bunch. There's, there's a bunch of other things I think that we could have talked about in more detail. 
Um, but we're not going to. Next time, next time. We'll get to it. Don't worry. There's a lot of shows, okay? A lot yeah. of shows. Yeah. Who knows? We might get Overwatch World Cup news. And we might be back. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch World Cup news in 2019. Well, yeah. That's right. That's this week, isn't it? What are the brackets? Almost oh, no. you know, well, who's, who's, who's casting? Oh, we just found out yesterday. Almost no one is cast uh, is actually scouting at World Cup. It's a scam. This tournament is so unimportant. <laughs> Holy hell. That's true. A lot of off season. So we'll get go to play, it. Don't worry, go guys. Go play bridge with your grandma during that. Like, <laughs> I feel like I that's a very more personal about call out to somebody. Go play bridge <laughs> with your grandma. Somebody, somebody in the ether that is in our friend circle is very unhappy with that. That's the name of the episode with your grandma. Playing bridge with your grandma. Go play bridge with your grandma in the middle of the street. There we go. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Let's uh let's get out of here. Thanks for We're hanging done. out. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh no new patrons or five star reviews, but if you like the show, those are two of the best ways to support. As well as right here on twitch.tv slash kick tripod, sub here. We've got some cool perks for you. Croucher's chat is the only big brain chat left in competitive Overwatch. At least since we kicked Bench. So. Oof. Love Bench. I love Bench too. I love Bench too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, shout out to the week. Where can people find you? Um, Social media everywhere. V-O-L-A-M-E-L. That's Volamel on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, even though I don't stream. Um, anything I'm working on, doing a lot of video content, really trying to grow the YouTubes. So go check that out. Got a couple, you know, hot takes on what uh, some of the more interesting roster moves. I'm going to be filming some of that after we wrap with the show, actually. And that'll be kind of drip fed throughout the week, throughout BlizzCon. Um, I'll be at BlizzCon. So please come say hi if you see me. Um, Got to work on my next epic. Um, but yeah, just doing the doing the old same old stuff. Cool. Yes, kid. What about you, man? Um, I think I uh, I might start streaming a little bit. I'm currently trying to get into League, but I'm certainly open to chat Overwatch while doing so. I'm not confident my PC could run an FPS game at satisfying uh, FPS rates while having decent stream quality. So, um, but yeah, like just open to chat there. Uh, I definitely still want to go start doing the um, the thinking it overs again, and then maybe we'll see some writing of me soon as well. Nice, nice, cool. As for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. I've actually been playing around a little bit. That sounds really weird, but I've been playing around on uh, streaming on Mixer, Mixer.com/slash Kick Tripod. Um, so yeah. It's been pretty cool hanging out, doing that, having fun. Otherwise, we're here, kick tripod everywhere. Uh, no plans for content, though, really. Um, let's get out of here. And before we do, because we're not going to do a post show, let's thank all of our new subs and follows. Benchmob gifting five subs after we insult him in the <laughs> outro. It's the only way, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, up on those. Thanks so much, Bench, for doing that. K0R, Haste the Hero, The Blue Meeple, JNJ Overwatch, Smack Me in the Tree, Mr. Beastie, 
and Fire Element 6. Thanks for the follows. That game guy 0703, who I threatened to ban. Thank you for the sub. <laughs> it works. Leonidas, thanks for the resub. Moen044, thanks for the resub. Eric, thanks for the resub. Y'all are the best. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great one. We're getting out of here. Uh, we will not be back for a post show. All right. So figure it out. All right. Don't <laughs> do